So you said that it's 31 flavors out there, but I'm going to push back on that a little bit. That is Baltimore because of Baskin Dobbins. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast, a podcast which only has two fewer touchdowns than Thursday Night Football the last few weeks. <laughs> my name is Jeff Crisco. I'm here with my co-host, Walker Kelly, and Mike Valverde. Mike, how's your day going? Um, it's going all right. Just doing some work and everything else, so it's all right. All right. Walker, how's your day going? Oh, pretty good. You know, just uh, just chilling. In Cedar Rapids? In Cedar. I'm chilling with the guac and the chip hat. <laughs> All right, let's get into the games this week. But before we do that, uh, some plugs off the top. This is uh, the Football Absurdity podcast. We are part of Football Absurdity, which is a website, footballabsurdity.com, a Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash footballabsurdity, a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash C slash footballabsurdity, where you can find cutups and archives of the Twitch channel, uh, as well as a Discord, which there is a link to that in the description of the podcast. You can follow the website on Twitter. At F-Ball Absurdity, I am Jeff Crisco, K-R-I-S-K-O. Walker is Big Daddy Drix, and Mike is R-F-L Red Zone. Let's get into Thursday Night Football. Um, a great game, right? Uh, that, that was a football game I definitely watched all of. It was definitely a football game that went into my eyeballs. Mike was probably smarter than that. <laughs> I did watch all the way up until the end of the third quarter, mid-third quarter, and then I just said, screw this, I'm playing Legos. Not only was it mid-third quarter, but it was also a mid-first quarter, second quarter, and fourth quarter. Ah. ah <laughs> the Commanders the, beat the, the Bears 12-7. to seven. Both teams, teams are now 2-4. and four. <laughs> These teams having a mid-off, sorry. That battle of the, of the battle of mid. That's um, right. So we've got uh, a few things to talk about from this game. I think first and foremost, the thing to talk about is Brian Robinson got the start in this game. He got 17 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. No targets. Um, he's rocking a cool 3.4 yards per touch, which would put him among the worst in the league. But that partially has to do with the line and the Bears being pretty decent up front. But how do we feel about Brian Robinson? Is he going to be a worse version of Joe Mixon? No. Uh, well, I mean, a way worse version. Um, he's more like a like bad Damian Harris. Okay. So like a a weekly flex consideration that you're hoping scores a touchdown. Like he's probably in like the James Robinson range, maybe slightly higher than that. But I won't have him in my top 24 very often. Uh, he stinks. He's not good. Yeah, he's bad. He's not good. Mike, what did you think about Brian Robinson last night? He's slow. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's correct. Almost like he got shot in the leg six weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> my, dad said, my dad said he's slow because his legs are full of lead. Ah, <laughs> boo. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your dad I said boo. All right, Mike, what were you saying? Um. Yeah, Um. needs to hit the hole harder. Um. Just... Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm always doing that. Oh, oh man. 
Yeah, that, that's something we all should learn how she, to do. She's right? always telling me that. Yeah. All right, let's get it back, you know, let's get it back to football. Uh, is Brian Robinson better or worse than Antonio Gibson? Oh, Jesus, worse. Yeah, it's not even close. Is Brian Robinson better or worse than J.D. McKissick? Uh, better at running. Yeah. Worse at catching. Okay, yeah. somebody needs to tell Ron Rivera this. Oh, I think plenty of people have told him this. I think he refuses to listen. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Gibson last night, uh, hopefully you didn't start him. You saw the report in time. Uh, if you did start him, you didn't have, like, the worst game. He ended up over 50 yards, uh, three receptions. So you got some points there. But, um, yeah, the one drive where they uh, actually scored a touchdown, they did score a touchdown, right? I, I didn't lose. Yeah, because Brian Robinson scored it. The yeah. one drive where they scored a touchdown, uh, he was – heavily involved and looked good so they, they didn't score a touchdown on that drive because the drive they scored a touchdown was two plays six yards that's right that's right but all right uh there must have been a field goal drive then, yeah they, there was they, a scoring drive they got a field goal it was like uh a 28 yard field goal or something like that but they drove like the whole field and it was two-thirds because of antonio gibson yeah that was the drive i was thinking of so uh if we have antonio gibson i would hold on to him if you don't have antonio gibson i would go trade for him uh, go trade Cam Akers away for an Antonio Gibson. <laughs> if you can do that, then yeah, that's great. Um, I don't know if I would suggest trading for Antonio Gibson. Um, I don't ha- think he. I was gonna say you might just wait till waivers clear. He might be free on the. Yeah, you never know. Somebody might drop him, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think the role is gonna be consistent enough to play him most weeks. So I. I don't think I'd trade for him, but if I had him, yeah, I mean, if somebody offers me, like, something reasonable for him, then sure, but, like, for the most part, I think I'm just holding. Okay. Um, Mike, let me ask you this. Rest or se- rest of season, who would you rather have on your roster, Carson Wentz or Justin Fields? Oof. I, I'd rather have Carson Wentz. Um, okay. Probably not even close, to be honest. Um, yeah. Um. I know that Carson Wentz can do something at some times. Till this day, I don't know if Justin Fields can do anything at this point. Um, so, yeah, I'd rather have the rocky road than no road at all. Yeah, every once in a while, Mike, you say something on the podcast where I'm like, okay, I haven't really seen that so much. Let me look out for it. And this week it was uh, Justin Fields cannot process on a football field. And it took about three dropbacks before I saw that because <laughs> yeah. there was a guy breaking open and he was just like standing there, just kind of like staring <laughs> at him and it was just like, and then he took a sack. It was like, Oh, okay. Now I see exactly what Mike's talking about there. And then on other drives, he looks like a superstar. I think it all, I think it all yeah. depends on who gets open when in the progression of his reads. Cause I think once he, he starts to feel the pressure, if somebody's not open by then he panics and just yeah, kind of stares down. He loses his ability to to go through his progressions at that yeah. point, and he gets happy feet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's a good runner, so he's able to scramble and make some plays here or there. But, um, yeah, when, when he's able to stand in the pocket clean and throw the ball, he is, uh, you know, he's got a good arm. He's very accurate when when he's able to to set his feet and, and, and hit his first read. He's quite good. Um, but right now, he's very reminiscent of Daniel Jones, where he just – doesn't really get through his progressions well. When he's got a clean pocket, he throws really nicely. He throws a pretty deep ball. Um, good runner. Happy feet in the pocket. Pocket presence is not good. So mm-hmm. they're very similar as quarterbacks right now. And uh, I don't think that's what you want to hear if you're a Bears fan. 
No, I don't think so either. Um, so are we going to pick out uh, Dante Pettis, 4 for 84 at a touchdown? Um, he's on the radar. I wouldn't necessarily say you have to pick him up. Like He's a guy I'd bid like $1 or $2 a fab on, and if I don't get him, I don't get him. Uh, Mike, I assume you are the same way. You're just not all that interested in him? No, not really. It's hard to get interested in any of these guys. So. Yeah, I was going to say the Dante Pettis uh, uh, warning is on the other side of the field. Deami Brown, one target, zero catches Yeah, after he was the star last week of the game. Um, so uh, let's uh, talk about Darnell Mooney real quick. Twelve targets, seven receptions, 68 yards. Um, I don't think that you have to start Dar- Darnell Mooney yet, but I think that you need to go see if you're in one of these leagues where he was dropped. He was dropped in a ton of of leagues uh he's rostered on yahoo uh, i closed my yahoo window oh no um, Jeff, no no <laughs> i broke it all um i actually had to start him last night so uh, 13.8 points baby yeah uh darnell mooney is rostered in uh 55 of leagues so that has gone up over the last day let's see just one percent so not a lot of people picked him up for the uh the game if he's in one of those if you're in one of those leagues i think he belongs on a roster not necessarily every team has a spot for him though i think he should be universally rostered yeah i would agree with that um he, he's definitely good enough to be a bi-week fill-in mm-hmm. um, so he, he's a good bench hold but yeah, it's still the offense is too weird for him to be a consistent starter, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I wrote about this last night, and Mike, I want to get your impressions on it. It's um, uh, Justin Fields has to throw more like they're not going to throw 15 times per game. And if Justin Fields throws more, it's not like he's going to be opening up the game to EQ St. Brown and Velas Jones, who had a fumble off his face mask or, or Dante Pettis even more and so it's like if the the targets have to go anywhere it seems like it means more targets for darnell mooney yeah i think so i mean it should be anyways um he's the Mm -hmm. only really legitimate receiver that they have so if they're not trying to funnel those passes to him then um there it's just working um non-cohesively with with the unit because if i'm going if i prefer to go to Equinemus St. Brown or Vilas Jones or anybody else, then what the heck am I doing out there? Um, so the, I don't I don't understand what the Bears even tried to do with this offense when they started the preseason, the regular season, just because it's just like, I mean, why do you want to start Equinemus St. Brown? Why do you want to start Vilas Jones? What is your goal in any of this? Um, and then even at that time, Darnell Mooney um, was no better than a second receiver anyways so um it it makes zero sense to me why they try to put this whole unit forward and didn't try to do anything about bringing in free agents or that were top notch or even you know using the draft picks appropriately like Velas jones he's a weapon for a completely different offense like he he can like he's okay yeah he'll take the top off but you spend a third round pick on a on a guy who's a deep ball receiver for a team that cannot block long enough for him to get open downfield. Right. Yeah. They they spent a third round pick on short Jalen Guyton. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just like you know what are 
it doesn't make any sense. And, you know, if you wanted a possession guy, I'm looking in the third round, you could have had, I mean, I'm not saying it because these are my boys, but these are possession guys, David Bell, Jalen Tolbert, who both also turn out to suck. Um, but it's like, it they just could also had, could also had Romeo dubs. Yes. Who went in the fourth. So it's like, I don't, I don't get what they're doing, but, um, they do love to run the football. Um, I saw a lot of things about how Khalil Herbert it should take over for David Montgomery. Uh, no, Khalil Herbert had one long run. It was a nice run, but people were talking about like, oh, he's twice as efficient as David Montgomery. It's like run to run. David Montgomery was better. Khalil Herbert just had that one nice long run. Yeah, uh, Montgomery actually had a pretty nice game. Um, I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, it, it, it was, this is a pretty tough Washington front to run on. And uh, yeah, he was decently efficient. Um, he looked good on the field from what I saw of him. Uh, yeah, I think he was more consistent than Herbert was. And I think that's why down the stretch, he was the guy that was on the field. Yeah. And and I, I think so, too, because Herbert does what change of pace backs do. And we always get obsessed with this, which is they come in. The defense is expecting a different play style or they're gassed. And he has the fresh legs and he breaks off a long run. And then everybody goes, oh, my God, this guy's so much better. We've seen this dozens of times over the last few years, even where it's just like a change of pace guy comes in and breaks off a 30, 40, 50 yarder. And that's what happened in this one. So I do believe Khalil Herbert belongs on your roster. I just wouldn't go so crazy as to say that you should, you know, the Bears should be playing him over uh, David Montgomery. Now, what do you think, Mike? Yeah, I mean, Khalil Herbert's more electrifying, but I like David Montgomery. He you know, he's going to wear down the defensive front. He's you know he might not be someone that is going to take the ball to the house on any given moment, but give me the guy that wears down the defense who's productive comparably to the guy that's electrifying and hits a home run um, because you're not wearing down the defense if you hit home runs. Uh, so that's just my opinion on Montgomery and. I think they they make a good duo. Yeah. But if if um, I had to choose one, I'd choose Montgomery. Yeah, I think they're a great duo. I think they're good for the Bears, and if they got their line together, I think they could do good things. Uh, Mike, let me ask you this: three catches for 41 yards. I put out the world's most devastating tweet about Terry McLaurin this week. Um, hmm. What do we do with Terry McLaurin? Bench until further notice? Yeah. <laughs> um, as I stated on Tuesday, he's just not good. I think he was a little bit better than I thought. I think he's a wide receiver 27 on, on the year right now, but which was a good jump from, I, I guess he had a, a pretty good game somewhere in there because he went from like a wide receiver 40 something to a wide receiver 27. So um, I don't remember him having a good game, but there's a reason why he made that jump. Uh, probably scored a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> probably that That's would be probably what it was yeah <laughs> um but overall you're you know he's a good flex guy as we like to say in the biz flex in the biz, he's a good flex all right so um terry mclaurin right now uh he is 24 in total points but he's also played an extra game in points per game he's sitting at 42 so uh not I great he didn't make that much of a jump no but here's the thing so far this week uh he is wide receiver three so just keep that in mind. Hell yeah. So to go, yeah, Terry. That's what I'm talking Dante about. Pettis is wide receiver one. That's Woo-hoo. right. Go get him. Um, Let's see. What else? Uh, oh, uh, Curtis Samuel. Uh, Are we concerned that Curtis Samuel was just kind of a stopgap till uh, 
they were able to get Brian Robinson back to run him into the line 17 times a game? Uh, I'm, I still think he's probably the number one receiver for once, but that just simply was not the focus of the game plan in this game. They were going to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball some more. I mean, Carson Wentz threw for 99 yards in this game and won. Uh, yes, that is correct. And I started him in my home league. Let's go. Sorry about that. No, it's you. I needed to get Russell Wilson the hell off my roster. So <laughs> I directed my rage at, at Carson Wentz and it did not work. Um, Mike, is there anybody else you want to talk about on this game? I think we got it well and thoroughly put in the bag. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody else. Um, none of the tight ends, I don't think, did anything. So Nope, they all nope. suck. Walker, uh, anything else? Uh, John Bates is still good. If you say so. <laughs> All right. Name of the game. Rashad Wild Goose. Yeah, that's a good name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cornerback for the Commanders. All right. Let's get into the games this weekend. So uh, if this is your first episode, what we do is we talk about the games that are going to happen this weekend. You, usually the Niners come first because that's how my ESPN is ordered because I notch them as my favorite team. And we uh, ask the big question for the game, and then we either do a win-loser draw or a trivia question. So first game up, San Francisco at Atlanta. San Francisco is 3-2. and two. Atlanta is 2-3. and three. This is a 44.5-point over-under. Niners, five and a half point favorites. Uh, you guys go get a drink of water because I'm going to talk about the Niners injuries for a second. Uh, Trent Williams is out. Eric Armstead is out. Jimmy Bo- Jimmy Ward is out. Not Jimmy Bosa. There's a third Bosa brother, I guess. Nick Bosa is questionable, but probably will not be playing. Tyrion Davis Price is off of the injury report, 3% rostered. So if you have a roster spot to play with, um, he is not a bad stash. Uh, Kyle Pitts, who has missed uh, last game with a hamstring, is officially questionable for this one. It sounds like he is going to play. Um, But before we get into this game, you know what we have to do. It's trivia time. It's trivia time. All right. So I need you both to direct your attention to your screen. Today's question is, okay, first, the Niners are league leaders in sacks. Uh, Marcus Mariota was sacked five times last week. Does he have more or fewer passing touchdowns on the season? Fewer. Mike? I'm going to go with more. It is. Uh-oh. Let's go. Fewer. Woo! <laughs> My question was originally total touchdowns, but he has one rushing touchdown, so I could not do that. I wanted to do a trick and say um, that it was equal, but I figured that you guys would get mad at me. All right. And I'm trying to figure out how to turn off my screen. There we go. All right. My big question for this one is, is starting Kyle Pitts this week just starting the name? Because I have some stats. Mm -hmm. Okay. Niners allow the second fewest fantasy points to tight end on the season. Tyler Higby was the only tight end over 3.1 PPR points this year. Last year, they allowed five games over five PPR points. Four of them scored a touchdown. In 2020, they allowed three guys over 10 PPR points. Three of them scored a touchdown. Their last 100-yard game allowed was in 2019. They have allowed no 100-yard games in the last two years to tight ends. 
is starting Kyle Pitts just throwing him in your lineup and crossing your fingers coming off of an injury? Yes. Starting t- Kyle Pitts in any game is just starting the name. Get him. Roasted. Yeah. Beep, 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 so beep, beep. Usually for the Falcons, I track the tight end against the Falcons uh, versus Kyle Pitts this week, but uh, it is George Kittle. So uh, George Kittle, also the only 100-yard game to tight ends that the Falcons have allowed in the last uh, two-plus seasons. Nice. So um, can you guys guess who has allowed the most – 100 yard games to tight ends in the last uh nope since the beginning of 2020 they are close they are no okay so hold on raiders are tied for fourth uh the lions are they have two the team in first has five uh the chargers nope chargers are tied with the raiders ravens Nope, they have two. It is the New York Jets. Huh. They've given up 500. It's not one you would think of because I get what you were both doing. There's no uh, there's no good tight ends in that division. Yeah, that's what's so weird. But I get what you both were doing. You were like, okay, who plays against Travis Kelsey? Yeah. Like, that's, that's where you both went. And no, it's the Jets with five since the beginning of 2020. Um, so, starters in this game. Are we starting an Atlanta Falcon? No. Nope, I don't think you can, um, unless you're in bye week and Marcus Mariota is your backup. Other than that, no. Uh, yeah, I would say if you are exceptionally desperate, give a shot on Zacchaeus because Emmanuel Mosley out for the year. Jason Verrett not playing yet in this one. Drake London's going to get Mooney warded, but that is horrible desperation. Um. For the Niners, you're starting Debo. Mm-hmm. You're starting uh, who's that other guy? The guy Jeff who runs Wilson. the ball, Jeff Wilson. Thank you. He has my name. You're starting George Kittle. Anybody else? No, I don't think so. What about Brandon Ayuk? No. I think Ayuk Ayuk has been getting more targets, but he hasn't quite been productive yet. Mike, thank you for uh, naming the exact guy that I hope somebody would mention. Uh, he over the last few games has had eight. I'm sorry, eight targets, four targets, four targets for 39, 37, and 58 yards. He has scored a touchdown, but he's on that border. I think he's a wide receiver three slash flex at best. Yeah, here uh, I have him. Wide receiver 42 this week. Okay. Um, Walker, who was your sicko stash of the week? Avery Williams, baby. In this game, so uh, yeah. If you're if, don't play him, please don't play him. Please don't play him. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna make a proposal to both of you. Yeah. Um, we until Kyle Pitts has changed something, we just skip the Falcons every week. <laughs> uh, what about no? if Drake London gets going again? Okay, that's fair. Yeah. If Drake London has a top 24 week or Kyle Pitts has a top five week, we will go back to talking about the Falcons. But for now, I see no reason to do it. Get rid of them. Get them out. Yeah, Yeah, there's nobody there. Um, Talk about the Bears having a a vacant cabinet. Um, The Bears could be even worse. I don't even know who's behind Olamide Zacchaeus. Oh, Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards. (laughs) Isn't Auden Tate there now? Yes. Wait, I thought they might have cut him. 
Uh, is Kaderil Hodge there? Kaderil Hodge, who scored a touchdown Hodge. last week. Demir yeah. Bird. Oh my God, he's there. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> they just like scooped up all the wide receiver fours around the league and and put them all in one offense. All yeah. right. Uh, Mike and I have San Francisco winning. Walker, you have Atlanta winning. It's a one o'clock game on the East Coast for a West Coast team. For a West Coast team that's been on the East Coast for a week. Doesn't matter. They are practicing in West Virginia. That's very weird. Yeah. I think, oh, one thing, I think Jimmy Garoppolo, if you're exceptionally desperate, could not be a worse option than Carson Wentz was. Yeah, well. To stream. So, uh, did not work. All right. Uh, next game is uh, New England travels to Cleveland. Both teams are two and three. This is a 42 and a half point over under. Cleveland Three-point favorites. Injuries in this one. Uh, Damian Harris is out. Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar are both questionable but should play. And Jadeveon Clowney is out for the Browns. Walker, what is your big question for this one? Is Ramondre Stevenson a top 10 running back this week? So who do we have on by? This week we have the Lions, the Raiders, the Texans, and the Titans. So we're Mm -hmm. down... Pierce, Swift, Henry, and Jacobs. Yeah, so four guys who might be top 10 backs in a given week. Um, We got the Browns, who are fifth in fancy points allowed. Uh, We have a passing game that's probably led by Bailey Zappi. Um, Sure, why not? I love Ramondre Stevenson season. Let's go. Top 10 play. Let's do it. Uh, 100 yards and two touchdowns. One of them is receiving. Jeez, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I like him a lot, actually. So I'm going to go, yes. Ooh, are you going to okay. marry him? I might. <laughs> Mike likes Ramondre Stevenson a lot. Yeah, I like like him. Yeah, so you know how a couple weeks ago I was like, um, I... Uh, I think the fantasy footballers are listening to us. Yeah. Uh-huh. Another one. There's a third thing. They they were like, you know what's you know what's good? Ramondre Steven season. I was like, I started doing that last summer. They're now everyone's gonna give them credit man. for it. Yep. I mean, they're good at their jobs, but you know. They are good at their jobs. It'd be nice if we could get some credit around here. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Footballers. Can't even yeah. come up with an original name. What kind of name is footballers? Jeez. And stealing Big Bob Tunyon? Like, come on. That's 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 yeah. That's a Jeff that, special, to be that's fair. That's a Jeff special. And it comes from such deep lore. It's there is a something awful poster named Big, Big Bob Pataki. And every time I saw Robert Tunyon, I would think Big Bob Pataki Tunyon. And it just became Big Big Bob Tunyon. Anyways, uh this game. <laughs> um are you're we starting? Start- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, are we starting anybody on the Patriots except for Ramondre and Jacoby Myers? No. No. Jacoby Myers, just to say, uh, Walker's been pounding the table, uh, was sitting at like 50% roster ship until last week, basically. He's up to 71%. See if he's available. Uh, He has at least six targets in all three of his games this year. And over the last two games, he has over 200 yards and a touchdown. On the other side, um, Nick Chubb, smash start. Has Amari Cooper reached smash start status? I believe so. Uh, he's had a 25% or better target share in every game this season. 
Um, he's very clearly the number one option in that passing game, and Jacoby Brissett has looked competent enough that I think he can get him the ball. Mike? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to not start Jacob. I mean, not Jacoby Myers, um, Amari Cooper, but he, to me, a smash start is someone that you're excited about. I'm not excited about starting Amari Cooper. <laughs> is he uh, an auto start? Yeah, I would say an auto start. That That's how I'd feel about it. Yeah. Okay. What about David Njoku? Same question. Has he evolved? Yes. Just as we were talking about Jacoby Brissett um, targeting tight ends, that has not stopped. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was a, it was an anomaly in week one, I believe. Week two was sort of, I can't remember, but I think it was sort of, but ever since week two, he's just been on a tear. So um jacoby Brissett and tight ends talk about love relationship that yeah right loves his tight ends david njoku tight end six for me on the week Ooh, buddy yeah uh we um we uh cast him aside too early we were all like oh this guy oh brother this guy stinks it turns and, uh, out he didn't stink they just never gave him the ball for some reason exactly so all right um that leaves uh, Cream Hunt as the guy to talk about in this one as my dog runs around because the mailman came. Um, are we starting Cream Hunt in this one? The uh, um, Patriots uh, are not that, you know, exciting against pass catching running backs. They're uh, 20th. They're kind of middle of the pack in, in, in uh, receiving from running backs. So what are we doing with uh, Cream Hunt? Just kind of put him in your lineup and see what happens. I have him at running back 26, so not necessarily a recommended start for me, but he falls into the high-end flex range. Okay. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with Walker. He's a flex play unless you have someone um, better than, you know, an RB18, I believe he's on the year, 18, um, which would be kind of hard to to do. But if you do, then, yeah, start him over Cream Hunt. But Cream Hunt, to me, is an automatic flex flex play every week yeah i do think that you know there is a certain amount of uh, weirdness at running back this year especially this week where there's some guys you know a lot of guys have popped up and mm-hmm. uh, they could be above cream hunt for you but you know it's unlikely you have like Brees hall Ramondre stevenson jeff wilson kenneth walker all those guys on one roster or three of them so uh probably still starting cream hunt all right who wins oh sorry win lose or draw uh, win, lose, or draw is Jacoby Myers, Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper. Uh, Jacoby Myers wins because he scores a touchdown. Same thing I said last week. Okay. Uh, uh, Nick Chubb draw, which is 200 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> and one catch for four yards. Yes. And Cooper loses because uh, Nick Chubb does everything. Mike? Yeah, I agree. Everything that Jeff, Jeff said right there is exactly what I feel. All, All right. right. Cleveland, clean sweep to win this one. Yeah, the All Fighting right. Chubbs. Keep it the, up. The fight. Fighting Chubbs. They're going to go full Chubb. All right. Uh, <laughs> the battle of the three and two teams. Jets at Green Bay, just like we all thought would happen. 46 point over under. Green Bay, seven point favorites. Coming back from jolly old England, where Aaron Rodgers probably picked up a stupid affectation. Uh, Jets have no injuries listed. Christian Watson is out and might go on the IR. Uh, for his injuries, Aaron Rodgers was dealing with a thumb injury. I don't know why I said it like that. He was dealing with a thumb injury, and he is off the injury report. All right. 
So this question is kind of weird. Let's but let's uh let's get to it. Mm-hmm. Brees Hall would be second on the Packers in receiving yards, tied with another player with 213 receiving yards. With which player would he be tied? So who has exactly the same amount of receiving yards as Brees Hall on the Packers? I'm going to go Dubs. Mike says Dubs. Randall Cobb. And, oop, no. That was went the last back. question. I it's Marcus Mariota. It's Marcus Mariota. It Incredible. Is Romeo Dubs. Mike's yes. on the board. Or Dobbs, or whatever you want to call it. Whatever he is in name. Yeah, so, all right. My question for this game. Good job, Romeo. Good job, Romeo. Romeo, who's first? Who's first on the Packers in receiving yards? Uh, Randall Cobb. Yeah, I'd go Cobb, too. That's correct. Randall Cobb is first on the Green Bay Packers with 249 receiving yards. So still under 50 a game. That's right. All right. Which RB2 do we start this week and rest of season? A.J. Dillon or Michael Carter? Over the last three games, uh, Michael Carter is averaging 36 yards per game on uh, 11.7 touches. And uh, A.J. Dillon, who we thought was kind of disappointing, is averaging 52 yards per game on 12.7 touches. So do we think that A.J. Dillon's going to go back to the role he had? It's going to shrink? It's going to grow? And what do we think vis-a-vis Michael Carter? Who are we starting this week and rest of season? Um, I would go A.J. Dillon answer to both questions. Um, I think we've seen Dillon do it on a more consistent basis. Uh, I think he's got a better chance to score touchdowns on a consistent basis. I don't think Michael Carter's going to fall into the end zone twice very regularly. Um, And I, I just think that Dylan's not under a threat of losing any of his his role. His role is what it is. Um, Carter could begin to lose even more of his role to Brees Hall as the season goes on. So they're pretty close for me. I mean, this week, for example, I have A.J. Dillon at 24 and Michael Carter at 28. Um, but I just think that there's a lot more question marks around Carter. Okay, Mike, what do you think? Yeah, any role that's going to grow, it's going to be for A.J. Dillon. And any role that's going to shrink, it's going to be Michael Carter's. So uh, this week and for the rest of the season, I would definitely go A.J.D. over Michael Carter. You are both correct. Correct answers. All right. Um, In this game, are we starting a Jets wide receiver? Um, Probably not. Vincent Smith? Is a sneaky start? No. Uh, I mean, Garrett Wilson, I have at 30. So not a recommended start, but if you've got to play him in three wide receiver league, sure. What about Corey Davis? I have Davis at 44. Oh, wow. Walker is a Corey Davis skeptic. Corey Davis is fine. I mean, yeah, anybody in the 30s, you you could probably flex, right? RB wide receiver 32. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm I'm playing uh, in a deep wide receiver league. I'm playing Michael Gallup this week, and I have him at 39, so. Okay. Um, And Elijah Moore, is he dead? He's not ranked for me, no. Yeah, bury him, put up a sign, rest in peace. Elijah Moore or Terry McLaurin, rest of season? McLaurin, easy. Ugh. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree with Walker, Terry McLaurin, because... 
Eliza's more. Now I'm saying him Eliza Smith because I got Elijah less. Yeah, uh, definitely Elijah less um, is not done anything um, at all. At least at least McLaurin has done some things. That's there you go. There you he go. doesn't. What does he even do? Elijah Moore picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're starting Brees Hall smash start. We already talked about Michael Carter. We're not starting Zach Wilson. Are we going back to the conk? Or as I saw in a group chat, conk and balls. Conk and balls. <laughs> um, I would start Tyler Conklin over Pat Fryermuth, Dawson Knox. I would not start him over like Hayden Hurst, Gerald Everett. Mike. Tyler Conklin or Taysom Hill. Checking my watch here. Uh, it is Taysom time, baby. Let's go. It, it might be Taysom time. Um, you know, Conklin. Yeah, I don't know if this is a, is he had a horrible week um, with with Zach Wilson back there. I don't know if Zach Wilson even looks his way or going to look his way. I want to give it one more week. But this, we might have run out of time for um, Tyler Conklin. And if we've run out of time, then it's definitely Taysom time. See what time it is? It's Taysom time. Taysom. Let's go. Yeah. A visual, a visual gag for the audio medium. Um, T- was, Taysom Hill, my tight end seven this week. Woo! I mean, we talked about Taysom Hill on the um, yeah. on the, the ranking show, Mike. Yeah, Basically... He is a stupid player that is good for fantasy. Yes. He is the most annoying player in the NFL, but he is good for fantasy. Because what we determined is like every other tight end also has a floor of like a point and a half, but no other tight end has the same ceiling. And when you're down in the like Irv Smith, uh, Cole Komet, Tyler Conklin, Mike Kosicki, um, who else did we put him over? Pat Fryermuth. It was just like when you're down in that range, your floor is a point and a half and your ceiling is whatever it is. So you might as well start Taysom Hill. I agree. Okay. Mike agrees. He's tired of talking about Taysom Hill. Mike, <laughs> Mike is officially Taysom pilled. I'm, I'm pilled out on Taysom Hill to pill. He's Taysom pilled. All right. Uh, for the Packers, you're starting Aaron Jones. Are you starting a wide receiver? Alan Lazard, Romeo Dubs, Randall Cobb. Uh, I have Alan Lazard, 35, Romeo Dubs, 41, Randall Cobb, 47. So probably no. wouldn't want to start any of them, but Lazard would be my pick if you had to. Yeah, I think this, uh, Mike, before I get your answer, I think this offense has the problem where there's too many options. And you don't know which one it's going to go to. And it's not prolific yeah. enough to be like, just start them all. It's just like with the commanders. Where it's like, oh, is it going to be Terry McLaurin? Or is it going to be uh, Curtis Samuel? Or is it going to be Jahan Dotson or Logan Thomas if he's available? It's just like, there's too many options. Yep. So, Mike, are you starting any of them? No. And then when you don't start them, you're like, okay, I have Alan Lazard. You don't start him because exactly what you said. It's just 31 flavors out there. And whichever one gets picked is the is the winning flavor and if you don't have Alan Lazard and you put out Alan Lazard um, and he's picked, then you're you're frustrated. But you can't really trust Alan Lazard to be picked. So I'm not going to pick any of them because I'm just going to. Yeah. So you said that it's 31 flavors out there, but I'm going to push back on that a little bit. That is Baltimore. 
because of Baskin Dobbins. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Mike, Mike, get pretty. Mike loves awesome. it. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm just cackling. All right. Um, you're not starting big Bob Tunyon. I think that does it for this one. Uh, Are you starting oh, Aaron Rodgers? Sure. Yeah. I have him at 10. Why not? Yeah. He'll be fine. I think. I have not had a single touchdown for my quarterback in my home league since week two. Ooh. So I would love to have Aaron Rodgers on my team. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. I had Russell Wilson. I had Russell Wilson, and then I bunched Russell Wilson for Marcus Mariota the week that Russell Wilson went off. And then I had Russell Wilson for two more weeks, or another week, and then I had Carson Wentz this week. Ooh. It is killing me. All right. Um, we all have Green Bay winning. Next game. Uh, Mike, how do you guys already have a rematch? Jacksonville two and three, right? Indianapolis <laughs> two two and one, forty two point over under. Indianapolis two point favorites. When I was looking up stuff for this game, I got really confused and thought that I was in the wrong year because I was like, wait, they already played. Like, I was like, hold on, no, 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 they can't already be playing again. But they are uh, injuries in this one. Zay Jones has an ankle issue. He's questionable but should play. He is by far the most talented guy with an injury in this game. Some guy named Jonathan Taylor is likely to play, but he's also hurt. Naheem Hines should clear concussion protocols. And Shaq Leonard is out again. Again, yeah. Killing me in my IDP league. Absolutely brutalizing me. Same league as the Carson Wentz league, by the way. Same. I'm just getting just beat down every single week in that league. All right. Mike, what do you want to pick the injured players, Jeff? Got his ass. Boom. Mike. What are we talking about in this one? What's your big question? Well, it, it, just to put a little bit more, um, add a little bit more what you're saying about a rematch with Jacksonville. So the Colts have played five games so far, and only one of them has been out of their division. What? So, wow. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what what their scheduling is, but it's it's very weird. How? Um, wait, no, hold no, on. No, because they played they played the Chiefs and the, uh, um, um, crap, and the Broncos. Wait, four or five. Yeah, I was going to say, they've played all their division opponents. Oh, that's, already, but this I, is their I first counted an extra team in the division. That's true. Yeah, because there's four in the division. I knew what Mike did there because uh, they've played the whole division. So Mike was like, oh, the whole division is four teams. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. But they didn't play themselves. Yeah, but it themselves. is weird for them to have already played the whole division and already coming back for seconds. That is yeah. weird. They can't uh, get enough of getting blasted by Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, they, they love to get blasted by Jacksonville. Every time they they look like they can start a run of some sort, we'll just play Jacksonville and ruin it all. Yeah. Um, Mike, what are we talking about in this game? I know you don't want to talk about the game, but what are, <laughs> what no, are we going to talk about? Um, I almost put, should uh, Frank Wright get fired if they lose yes. Jacksonville? If they lose? Want... I don't know, because they probably should lose. Well, no, they shouldn't, <laughs> but okay. Um, so... Well, if they should lose, then, they, then Frank Reich shouldn't get fired, right? Or should he get fired? All right. Uh, are we starting Travis Etienne or James Robinson? <laughs> so my, uh, for my real question, should we start Etienne or James Robinson? Travis uh, Etienne. Yeah, if you're picking one of them, it's Etienne. Um, I have Etienne at 27, Robinson at 29. Robinson just a little bit higher than he would be because I think he'll score in this game. But, um, yeah, he's more of a touchdown-dependent flex, whereas – ETN's the high-end flex where he has the more consistent role. They are treating them basically like the Broncos were treating Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. 
where their carries they're splitting very closely where and Travis Etienne is getting the targets and Mel, and um James Robinson is getting the touchdown opportunities. So, I would say um you want to start Travis Etienne because he's going to have more touches by the end of the game. Yep. And I have both Etienne and James Robinson in the uh, football absurdity league. And yes, I'm ben- no. And I am benching James Robinson for Daryl Henderson. We'll get to that later. All right. Um, On the Jacksonville side, are we going back to Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk? Two guys who started off strong, but have faded in the last few weeks. Um, I, I have Lawrence at 14. So in most cases, you're not playing him in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, I have Christian Kirk at 21. So I think that he's a solid play this week. Um, I don't know if he gets in the end zone, but I think he'll have more catches than he's had in the last couple of weeks. So I, I, I think he's a fairly safe wide receiver too. Okay. Mike, uh, are we go? are you going back to Christian Kirk and Trevor Lawrence this week? I don't think I'll go to Trevor Lawrence. Um, the Colts defense is pretty solid, especially in the secondary. I don't mind putting Kirk somewhere flex wide receiver too. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd stay away from Lawrence. Okay, uh, so Kirk, I think you go back to it. Last week, he only had three targets. I think that's the abnormal part, not the norm. What about the rest of this receiving game? We had Zay Jones. Uh, we'll just have Walker talk about Zay Jones because that's been your boy for the last few weeks. <laughs> Even yes. like, I've been starting Zay Jones. Yeah, I'm still, I, I'm 5-0 and in that league, despite the fact that I can't get anything out of my wide receiver three. Um, yeah, it's it's been terrible. I had Chase Claypool get zero. Traylon Burks was in there for a while. Um, now it's Chris Olave, though, so hopefully he brings some stability to the roster. Is he going to be healthy this week? I think so. He, he's, he practiced limited today, so they're okay. going to try to get him a full practice tomorrow and get him cleared. That was a nasty concussion. Yeah, he, he took a hard hit. Um, sorry, what were we talking about? Zay Jones? <laughs> yeah, don't play Zay Jones this week. Okay. Don't play Zay Jones. Indy side, we're starting Jonathan Taylor if he plays. Uh, don't start Naheem Hines if he plays. Uh, start Michael Pittman. And then we have yeah. to ask about the big, beautiful boy. Out of Cincinnati, second-round pick, the inaugural sicko stash of the week. Has Alec Pierce graduated into a starting caliber wide receiver for your fantasy teams? No. How dare you? It's it's close. Yes, um, it's close. He's he's close enough of taking over the wide receiver one one role right now. Um, so uh, give it give it a week or two, and we might see Alex Pierce being started over Michael Pittman. Let's go. I have um, Pierce at thirty seven this week. And of course, we're starting all of the tight ends in this uh, game. No, no, no. no Evan no. Ingram, <laughs> yes. Kylan Granson, yes. Mo Ali Cox, yes. Jack Doyle, yes. Eric Ebron <laughs> five years Doyle. ago, yes. Uh, Dallas Clark, Col- yes. Colt Fleener, yes. Uh, Dwayne Allen, yes. Dwayne Allen, that's Dwayne right. Allen, yes. Jacob Tammy, yes. Oh, Jacob Tammy, hell yeah. Uh, Dan Arnold, yes. James Lance Hendricks yes. was on the Colts for a season. I uh, don't start any tight ends in this game. All right. Uh, I think that's all the starters set for this one. So I got Jacksonville winning this one. Sorry, Mike. That's okay. I understand. I am also picking the Jags. That's and okay. Mike, Mike's picking the Colts. All right. Next they game. They can't up. lose to him twice. They just can't. It's, it's just 
impossible. Mike, it is possible. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Mike, first of all, through Jesus, all things are possible. Jot that down. Uh, <laughs> you uh, Russell Wilson. No, that was actually a Sunny reference. Uh, uh, all right, next game up. Minnesota four and one travels to Miami three and two. Forty-five and a half point over under. Minnesota three-point favorites. Uh, injuries in this one. Devastating injury to Minnesota. Ty Chandler is on the IR with a broken thumb. Uh, for Miami, uh, Tua and Bridgewater remain in concussion protocol. Tua has been ruled out. Bridgewater is questionable to play on Sunday. Mostert is, quote, fine. Okay. And Tyreek Hill <laughs> is off the injury report. I don't know what fine means. Um, he's off play. He's going to play. Uh, Walker, what is your one big question for this game? Can Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle produce with Skylar Thompson at quarterback? Maybe. Next question. Uh, you can't just say maybe and then not elaborate. Maybe. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> what, what, is, what does produce mean? Like, what, what are we looking at? What are the parameters? Top 24, I would say, would be producing yeah, for those are, are they going to be top 24 receivers? I don't know how they can with Skyler Thompson. I think he threw for what, like 160 yards last week. Yeah, but this the, the over under and Minnesota only being favored by three. They've known that Thompson was going to be the starter for a while, so you know they're they're still expecting Miami to score three touchdowns in this game. Yeah, one to Raheem Mostert, two to Miles Gaskin. Oh my God, one to Raheem Mostert, one to Tyreek Hill, and one to Jalen Waddle. <laughs> there you go. Um, I think that they need touchdowns to be top 24. You're not going to see one of those like six for 137 games from Tyree Kill in this one, unless he breaks a long run. But, um, you know, the, the passing defense in Minnesota has been decent this year. They're not one. They're, they're fine. They're not one that, you know, you really see a lot of long runs against uh, or catch and runs against. Um, I mean, they can do it. Will they? Guess. Probably I would guess not. It's going to be like a, six for 60 and a touchdown for Hill and like five for 40 and a touchdown for Waddle. Yeah. I think one of them will do something. And I think you still start them both. Cause what if it's your guy? I think we're falling to the, how stupid would you feel if they go off on your bench corollary here? Yeah. Which is and, very stupid to both for both of them. Yes. I would feel extremely dumb if I benched Jalen Waddle and he scored 30 points. Yeah. So we'll, we'll go to that corollary, which is you should start them. I don't Mike? know if you can start Waddle. I really don't. I can I can see that for Hill, but not for Waddle. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Um. All right, real quick, I got a DM question from Joey underscore BK in the Discord. Okay. Okay. This week, J.K. Dobbins or Daryl Henderson half PPR. Uh, I'll go Dobbins. Great. I was kicking it to you two so I could punt on answering the question. Then you give me two different answers. So now I'm the one who has to come up with the answer that I put down into the <laughs> into the DM that I got. How dare yep, you? That's right. Um, I'll say it's split, but they're going up against the Panthers. So I think Henderson has a better chance at a touchdown. Mm. There you go. As a, all right. Um, so, Walker, uh, let's go to your win, loser draw before we go into the starter set so I can respond to this uh, DM. OK. Uh, 
win, lose, or draw is Raheem Mostert, Dalvin Cook, and Adam Thielen. Mike, would you like to answer? Sure. I'll take a shot at it. Um, I'm going to go Mostert with the win because I think he's going to continue to get more carries and Cook the draw because he's just going to be himself. And then Thielen, the loss, just because this guy is up and down all the time. So he's going to lose this week. I'm going to go Adam Thielen for the win because he scores a touchdown. Because I wish I remember where I heard this stat. But um, since 2018, I think it is. Uh, let me double check. Uh, since 2018, he has not gone three straight games without a touchdown. Wow. And he's gone two games without a touchdown. So he scored one in this one. That's Adam Thielen for the win. Uh, Raheem Mostert for the draw, which is 15 carries for some number of yards. and One Cook, touchdown. Cook with the loss because it's going to be a stupid game where Adam Thielen scores a touchdown, Irv Smith scores a touchdown, and Dalvin Cook's just going to get his yards. I agree with Jeff. All right. Uh, starter sit for this one. We are starting, of course, Justin Jefferson. Dalvin Cook, we're still starting him. Uh, we are... Are those the only smash starts in this game? I mean, I still think Tyreek is a smash start. Oh, Tyreek Hill, of course. Okay. Tyreek yeah. Hill, Jalen Waddle, we already talked out. Um, uh, Mike Isicki, you're not playing. Irv Smith, you're not playing. Right. <laughs> you're playing Raheem Mostert, probably. That's what I was going to ask, is what do we think of Raheem Mostert? Mike, are we starting Raheem Mostert? I'd start him. I would also start him, yeah. RB19 on the week for me. Some folks call him Raheem Mustard. I think that's it for this game for playable guys. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Well, Kirk Cousins. You're, you're probably, oh, Kirk Cousins, yeah. You're probably with playing him. Yeah, with buys, you're probably playing Kirk Cousins. At this point, you know if you're playing Kirk Cousins or not, because you know who is on your roster. Right, like in, in my home league, I have Kirk Cousins, and he is my only quarterback, so I'm playing yeah. that week. I have Kirk Cousins or Carson Wentz this week. Uh, well, I would have gone with uh, I would have gone with Wentz, and that would have been not good. <laughs> so Kirk Cousins, it is. All right, uh, who wins this one? I got Minnesota. Oh, it's a clean sweep, Minnesota. There we go. All right, next game, Cincy at New Orleans. Cincy is two and three. New Orleans also two and three. Forty-four point over under. Cincinnati point and a half road favorites. T Higgins is questionable with an ankle injury. Um, Michael Thomas is out with his toe injury. Jarvis Landry is likely out. He didn't practice all week. Chris Olave is likely playing with a concussion. Deontay Hardy is out. Jameis, I put that he's out. He's actually just the backup this week because he's banged up, but he could play in a pinch. Andy Dalton is starting. And Mike, what is your big question for this game? Um, What is going on with these Cincy wide receivers? Uh, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase are all great receivers. Tyler Boyd's a great receiver. And none of them are producing um, to the level that we would we would thought they would produce. Um, is there a reason for it? Is it Joe Burrow? Is it uh, the fact that they're just getting shut down by defenses? What is going on with these Cincy wide receivers? They can't uh, hand, they can't handle the Hurst. It's Hurst season. Nice. I like that. There. Are, yes. We got Hurst pilled. Yeah, I'm Hurst pilled. My Mike Hurst pilled me. Yeah, they're, they're all going to be riding in a hearse, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. here's here's my thought. Okay. Here's my here's my actual thought on this, and I'm going to credit Walker because Walker was the only person going. 
maybe this line isn't isn't going to get better. Maybe this line is just as bad as it was before. And that seems to be the case. Um, so this growth that we pictured from this Cincy offense is just not coming. I mean, T. Higgins, before he got hurt, had three straight really good games. Uh, six for 71 and a touchdown, five for 93, then seven for 124 and a touchdown. Then last week he gets hurt. He only plays 10 snaps. Not much you can do about that. But Jamar Chase, um, 129 and 10 for 129 and a touchdown week one. But then after that, his best game was four for 81. And I think a lot of that comes from, you know, we talked about it this offseason where I was trying to pull up one thing and I found out that accidentally found out that Jamar Chase had like five touchdowns of over 50 yards last year. And I think that those just aren't happening because, you know, you need a certain like those those happen to skillful players, but skillful players still need a certain amount of luck for those things to happen. You know, it's it's a situation yeah. where you make your own luck, but you still need like the safety to take a terrible angle or like a cornerback to fall down or something like that for you to make those plays work. So I think that those just aren't happening. And because of the line um, being bad, it's just like, we don't have a prolific enough offense for Tyler Boyd to get involved as well. And tied into that is stop giving Joe Mixon so many carries. It is destroying your offense. Like, yeah. The run is established after like 15. You don't need to give him eight more carries at two yards a clip. Yeah, he, he's been bad. I mean, it's a lot of 22 carries for 60 yards. You know, just awful. So they they should throw more. Maybe Zach Taylor will adjust. Maybe he won't. I wouldn't bet on it. Um, it, it just seems like Chase is going to be a, you know, a boom bust guy really where his bust games aren't as bad as like, you know, a Marquez Valdez Scantling or anything like that. But, you know, two out of three weeks, he might get you like three for 60. And then the week in between, he'll have eight for 150 and two touchdowns. So, you know, you'll just have to live with it. He's like a supercharged Will Fuller. Speaking of which, I wasted a lot of, of uh, draft picks on that guy. Yeah, he's done, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's toast. I mean, I said if uh, you know, if he's not signed by a team after week two, I think the dream is dead. And well, <laughs> it's week six. Yeah, uh, he, he ain't going anywhere. Yeah. Um, still on my Scott Fishbowl roster, though. Probably should fix that. Uh, Mike, so did we say anything that you disagree with with the wide receivers or is that more what you were thinking? No, I think those are. Yeah, the points that you guys brought up were pretty valid um, to me anyways. Yeah. All right, let's talk starter sit. Uh, <clears throat> are we starting Joe Burrow? Been kind of yeah. up and down, um, but he's been solid enough. Yeah, I've got him at QB8 this week. I mean, Geno Smith tore these guys up last week. I uh, I, I don't expect uh, Burrow to have a whole lot of trouble finding open receivers in this one. Mike, what do you think? I agree with Walker. Uh, Joe Burrow um, is makes an excellent option to start okay yeah joe burrow uh six touchdowns over the last three games only has one pick since that disastrous week one against pittsburgh where he had four um so he's been he's he's righted the ship and he's a strong enough player that he can make up for um any deficiencies um along the offensive line you're starting chase you're starting higgins uh i would say don't start boyd is that correct yeah don't start boyd you can't start him unfortunately you're starting 
Hayden Hurst this week. Mike, I Walker would. has Hayden Hurst as a start. Yeah, I would. Hurst filled. Hurst filled. Hurst filled. I, I was waiting for Walker to say where uh, Hurst was ranked. Oh, 10. 10. I, in the start sit column this week, have Hayden Hurst as a start. Let's roll. Hurst filled. Three-way Hurst filled. Yep, for sure. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I was waiting for Mike to get excited, but then I looked at him and he's yawning. So get him out. <laughs> All right, guys. I don't know. I'm just tired right now. All right. On the New Orleans side, we already talked about Taysom Hill. He is annoying. Play him. Just yep. don't. Just. Just. Um, Alvin Kamara, you're starting. Uh, Andy Dalton, please don't start Andy Dalton. Uh, no. Chris Olave. Is Chris Olave a top 20 player if he plays? Or wide receiver? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Um, 15 to 18 for me. I don't know where Walker has him, but. 20. I would put him 15 to 18. I agree. I think he's a back-end wide receiver, too. Um, that's it for this one. Uh, I have New Orleans winning this game. Yeah, I'll go with Cincy. I think I have Cincy as well, yep. All right. Baltimore at the Giants. This is a 45-point over-under. Baltimore five-point favorites. Rashad Bateman is not playing with a foot injury. Gus Edwards is getting close to return. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Cadale, Cadale, Cadale. MF said Cadale. Kadarius Tony out. Wandale Robinson is questionable. And the Giants are optimistic that he will play in this one. All right. I need you both to uh, turn your attention to your screen because i have a different kind of game to play oh god family family feud feud. all right so the question for this one is show the question which quarterbacks have as many or more touchdowns this should say passing touchdowns sorry this is total touchdowns which quarterbacks have as many or more Total touchdowns than Lamar Jackson since 2019. Buzz. All right. Buzz, Walker. Buzz. Walker Allen. buzzed first. Josh Allen is first. So you have the you have the option of playing or passing. I will play. All right. Josh Allen, by the way, 133 touchdowns. All right. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is Third, with 122 total touchdowns over the last three seasons, three plus seasons. Uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady is fourth. Mike, you might not even get a chance to play. I, he he might clear this whole thing. Justin Oops. Herbert. Sorry, I accidentally turned off the. Justin Herbert. That's good. Yep. <laughs> i don't think that sound will come through on the skype but uh everybody but walker got booed and then gets the uh gets the x all right so walker you get two more guesses okay uh aaron Rodgers. aaron Rodgers is second with 126 total touchdowns since 2019 Ooh, okay um kurt cousins That is wrong. 
Dang it. Last chance. If Walker gets this wrong, Mike, you get a chance to steal. If you get it right, if you get it wrong, Walker wins the point. This is Jack great, Prescott. Radio. All right, Mike, you have a chance Ooh. to steal. So the last quarterback, uh, the fifth quarterback in total touchdowns over the last three plus seasons since 2019. The only guy that I can think of is Kyler Murray. Walker? You win. Oh, it yeah. is a little spicy. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah, Russell I would not have expected that. Russell Wilson, who actually has the same number of touchdowns as Lamar Jackson in that time oh, okay. frame. Gotcha. So, so that's why I had to frame it, frame it the way he was, the way I did. All right. So stop sharing that. All right. Let's get into okay. this game. Walker gets another point. There's only four this time. I only have four games this time. So, uh oh, I'm running out of time here. All right. So Mike's got to get the next one. The next question will be, uh, uh, who's the best Colts uh, quarterback of all time? And Mike gets to go first. <laughs> And the answer is, of course, Andrew Luck. Rivers. <laughs> All right. Who wins in this one in the battle of the Baltimore pass D and the Giants pass offense? I called it the battle of the bad. Some stats. Ravens, 25th in quarterback pressure. They allow the most passing yards per game. Uh, the 12th highest yards per attempt. The second most field goals per, or sorry, fantasy points per game. Field and goals. the... <laughs> Field goals per game. And Daniel Jones is uh, 15th in points, 23rd in pass attempts, 22nd in completions, 13th in completion percentage, 32nd in yards per attempt, which how many starting quarterbacks are there? 32. All right. there are. He is 43rd in air yards per attempt. Jesus wow. Christ. Ahead of only Brian Hoyer. <laughs> they are making life as easy as possible on this man. Except for the offensive line. He is second in drop back scramble rate in the NFL. So he has to scramble and get out of the pocket more than everybody but one guy. And we saw him play last night. And he almost got killed. His name is Justin Fields. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a uh, – oh, and he's 18th in EPA per play behind Tyrod Taylor. All right. So who wins in this one? The Ravens pass defense or the Giants pass offense? Uh, I guess the Giants pass offense because they'll, I think they'll have a better day than normal. But I don't think that Baltimore will look awful in this one. Um, I think it's just kind of going to end up in the middle where Jones maybe has like 225 yards, a passing touchdown, no picks, and then like 40 rushing yards. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. I think that uh, Brian Dable is going to put him in a position to be average because um, that's pretty much all you're going to get out of Daniel Jones. That's a great game for Daniel Jones, average. Uh, average. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree um, that Brian Dable is gaming up enough to put Daniel Jones to at least, you know, not look as he's done the last Three years? Four years now? Something Three years, like yeah. You're both wrong because I lied to you. Those stats were for the entire season. Outside of the Miami game, they're allowing uh, 245 passing yards per game and have had twice as many interceptions than touchdowns allowed. This is the Ravens' pass defense. They're allowing six yards per attempt. 
They are better than we give them credit for because they just got torched against Miami. You're both wrong. JPP. But yeah, they have JPP now. So they should really be able to get a grip on things. Ah, uh, ha Because he has like eight fingers. Or That's something. right. <laughs> I always think about him like, I was, I'm always like, what day did that happen? And like, I try to think about when that happened. Oh yeah, 4th of July. Like I know where I was because I was at a 4th of July party. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, in this Were you game, holding firecrackers and going, well, maybe that's not a good idea? I was not. I was holding my cell phone and walking across the street to the grocery store to get something to drink because our friend that whose house we were at lived literally across the street from a full grocery store. All nice. right. Um, in this game, uh, let's start with Baltimore. You're starting Lamar Jackson. You're starting Mark Andrews. Are you starting Devin DuVernay with no Rashad Bateman? Yes. Um, Devin Duvernay. Mike, would you like some Devin Duvernay stats? Sure. I'll Last three that. games, 14 targets, 11 receptions, but 25, 51, and 54 yards in those three games. So he's getting looks. They're just not high-quality looks. Well, that's not surprising. Um, yeah, I, I'll go with it. I, I Sure. The last question is going to be, Mike, for a point, you have to say Lamar Jackson is a good quarterback. <laughs> All right. So um, Lamar Jackson is a good quarterback. Oh, my God. He admitted. He admitted. I, I, I never said he wasn't a good. I just I just said he's not a great quarterback. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. He tried to weasel out of it. <laughs> I always will. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, on the. Oh, J.K. Dobbins. Sure. Is he a flex? He is a flex, yeah. Everybody's a flex. Running flex back man. 20, running back 25, so high-end flex. Cool flex, bro. Um, On the giant side, Saquon Barkley and nobody else? Uh, In most cases, yes. I think in deep leagues, you can start Darius Slayton. Okay, I thought you were going to say Daniel Bellinger. I was going to no. reach through the screen and smack you. I no. see a lot of Daniel Bellinger hype. No, 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 definitely not. Uh, yeah, Slayton would be the guy to start. Um, Wandale, probably... yeah. Wandale, yeah, less Wandale than 10% rostered. He's the guy to stash, though. He's the yeah, long term. Wandale not ready, but he's going to be ready, and then he might take over. All right, we all have Baltimore winning this one. Let's talk about uh, Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh. Tampa Bay, three and two. Pittsburgh, one and four. Uh, this is a 43 and a half point over under. Uh, Tampa Bay, eight-point road favorites. Uh, Julio Jones has a knee issue and is likely out. Who saw this coming? Uh, Cam Bray is back with his concussion, and Godwin and Gage are both likely to play. Pat Fryermuth is still in concussion protocols, and he's a true questionable. We'll know on Saturday more than likely if he's going to be playing, so you can keep that in mind if, you, if you're a Pat Fryermuth manager. Um, so that means the Cade Autonassance was one week. We had a big game out of Kate Otten, and then he'll go back to the bench with Cambry back. Um, Walker, what is your big question for this game? I have a simple yes or no question to propose to you. Will Najee Harris score a touchdown? Perhaps. No. <laughs> not allowed. No. Okay. He will not. Yeah, I'm going to say no, too. Then you're not starting him. Nope. Let's nope. talk about Najee Harris real quick. Um, 
Is this a trade him for whatever you can get situation before the knife falls any further? Yep. Probably. Yeah, he just doesn't look good. I don't know yeah. if he's hurt or if he's just not good, but it's not working. I got one catch for three yards out of Christian Kirk last week, and I feel great trading Najee Harris for him. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you could trade Najee Harris for like, uh, you could trade Najee Harris for Jacoby Myers, and you'd be you'd oh my god, better. You'd, you'd be better, better of that deal for sure. Yeah. That would be amazing. So yeah, uh, you're not starting Najee Harris. Are you starting Deontay Johnson? Um, probably. I have him at wide receiver 24. So most leagues are two wide receivers and a flex at least. So I, I would say in most cases you're playing him, but I could see a situation where you weren't. Mike? Um, a flex option, absolutely. Uh, but it depends on who you have in the flex as well. Uh, so if you have Cream Hunt, I'd probably go with Cream Hunt. But mm-hmm. if you're vacant without um, – it's not that bad. But it, he's a top – I would say Deontay Johnson is one of the top flex options you have if you have Deontay Johnson. What? disrespect for a man who's had double digit targets in four or five weeks this year but it's well deserved because he's got kenny pickett throwing him the football 13 targets for five catches last week awful terrible 60 yards he will get you double digits probably but pickens might be the number one there now with pickett there former teammates more comfortability more familiarity names basically the same yep yeah, so, that's yeah, very important. Where, George, when did they play together, Mike? Didn't, didn't they play both? Aren't they both Pitt? No, Pickens is from Georgia. Wait. Oh, Pickens is from Georgia. Yes. Yeah. Walker is correct because uh, I remember Pickens, Pickens uh, punched a guy. And that Addison, was... The, Addison is the Pitt guy. Yeah. And then he went to USC this year. Okay, my bad. Oh, you're good. Okay. Uh, but um, George Pickens has been a a guy that's kind of picked it up ever since he got that that cool catch on Thursday Night Football. It's like he's powered up eight targets for six catches each of the last two weeks going for 102 yards two weeks ago, 83 yards last week. Um, but this is a tougher matchup. Uh, this is a good um, defense. The Buccaneers allow the. 12th fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers. Um, more importantly for this one, they are. Um, oh, they actually don't have a good pressure rate. I read this wrong earlier when I was looking at this. Oh, my God. Only a 30% pressure rate, which is in the bottom 12 in the league. So um, they might be able to get make this work. But I don't think this is a high upside offense to buy into. No, it's not. All right. Um, that's it. You're You're cutting Chase Claypool. Yes. Yes, for sure. George Pickens ate his lunch. And I know that you both agree with me because all three of us are in a league and Chase Claypool is a free agent. And I did not pick him up today (laughs) when I saw that. Yeah. So I didn't even drop Elijah Moore for him. Oh, God. Wow. Elijah Elijah less. Yeah. I mean, I'm still hanging on to him because I can't find anybody better on waivers. Yeah. So. All right. On the other side, Tampa Bay. uh, Touchdown. Tom's back. You're starting Mike Evans. You're starting Chris Godwin, right? Yeah, and you're starting Leonard Fournette for sure. And yep. nobody else. That, correct, yes. Okay, this is a clean Tampa Bay sweep. Uh, next game up, uh, Carolina 
one and four travels to the Rams, who are two and three. 41 point over under. Rams, 10 and a half point favorites. Uh, Baker is out with his uh, ankle injury. We alluded to this earlier in the episode. Cam Akers is gone. Like, he's yeah, just, like, it. not playing. They said it's personal reasons. Sean McVay said they're trying to work something out. I think he and Sean McVay have mutually decided to part ways. It seems like he's going to get traded. Yeah. So, um, are we starting Cam Akers this no, I'm just kidding. Are we starting <laughs> Daryl Henderson this weekend with that news? I think you have to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's, he's going to get almost every touch out of the backfield. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, I would like to remind you both of a little line that happened last weekend. It was uh, eight carries for 23 yards and a touchdown. And to go along with that, there was also a receiving touchdown. And that was washed Tevin Coleman against this team. So, uh, they will allow uh, running backs to score. So just keep that in mind with Hendo. Um, I told you so. Yep. Sorry. I had to get that out there for all the cam makers, for all the cam makers heads. Um, Mike, what's your big question in this game? My big question is, will it be CMC or Cooper Cup who will have more fantasy points this week? Cooper Cup, I believe. Cooper Cup, easy. Sorry, th- because... this was sort of a, a lame question just because how do you make any questions out of Rams and Carolina? Yeah, it's all the obvious guys. Yeah, exactly. You're you're playing uh you're playing Cooper Cup, you're playing Christian McCaffrey, you're playing Tyler Higby. And that's probably it. <laughs> you, and you're maybe playing DJ Moore if you're desperate, and that's it. Yeah. I was going to say, are you a DJ Moore dead ender? Uh, I have DJ Moore this week at 33, so uh, questionable start for sure. Yeah, I mean, we've seen PJ Walker before, um, and it wasn't a great experience. Um, he has started he started two games, and in one game, uh, actually, he is 2-0 and as a starter. Yes, he is 2-0, and and I don't think he's even thrown for a touchdown. Uh, P.J. Walker has no passing touchdowns in this game, and he has, I'm waiting for this game to load up, uh, no passing touchdowns in this game. Oh, no, Curtis Samuel, 17-yard pass from P.J. Walker. He has one touchdown in his two starts. Yes, but in his two starts, uh, I'm not saying go out and pick him up. I'm not saying go out and start him, but Robbie Anderson has 15 targets in those two in those two starts and they played together in college oh, wait, and no. yeah that's thanks to a uh, friend of me uh sean foss on twitter <laughs> i don't know if he's friend of the show i don't think he's ever been mentioned before but he's friend of me on twitter uh he brought that up so just keep that in mind uh maybe for a cheap dfs play but that's it are we starting yes. tommy tremble no yeah uh, you're starting. Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> you're starting Higby and Cup. You're not starting Stafford. You're no. starting Hendo. You're starting CMC. That's it. Let's move on. Rams win. Yep. All right. Next Correct. game: Arizona at Seattle. Arizona is two and three, as is Seattle. This is a 51 point over under. Arizona three point favorites. Daryl Williams and James Conner and Matt Prater are all out for this one for Arizona. For Seattle. Tyler Lockett popped up on the injury report on Thursday with a hamstring injury. He is questionable. Chances are this means he is not going to play. 
Um, luckily, there are some good games left after this that you might be able to find a pivot in. Uh, Buffalo KC, you might be able to find Isaiah McKenzie um, or one of the uh, Chiefs wide receivers. Uh, Dallas Philly, you know, Michael maybe not so much in that one. Uh, Denver Chargers, uh, you're playing a real tough game because it could be Josh Palmer. <laughs> or yeah, I, if, think, I think you're picking up, uh, you're hoping for McKenzie, and if not, maybe you're going with Mikko Hardman. Yeah, and McKenzie is cleared the concussion protocol, only 50% roster. We'll talk about him in a second. Um, my my uh, trivia question for this game, it's it's a it's a standard trivia question, so it's nothing it's nothing fancy. Uh, no family feud with sound effects and stuff. Let me go ahead and pull up my screen. The question is, who has more receptions on the year? Uh, the entire Seattle Seahawks running back room, consisting of Rashad Penny, Kenneth Walker, DJ Dallas, and Travis Homer, or Eno Benjamin and Daryl Williams combined. So do, do Eno Benjamin and Daryl Williams have more receptions than the entire Seahawks running back room? I'm going to say yes. I will say no. Eno and Daryl have more receptions. Wow. Yes. So it is two and two. It is a tie. So let's go to the tiebreaker question. Okay. This is whoever is closer. Whoever is closer gets this. And you were both provided the information to get close on this if you were paying attention. You both saw how many touchdowns the top five quarterbacks have had since 2019. How many do they and Lamar Jackson have combined in total? Whoever's closer wins. And we're not playing prizes right rules. <laughs> Walker, if Walker has eidetic memory and hasn't told us, that would be unfair. <laughs> 720. All right, Walker says 720. I know it's in the it's got to be in the 700s. Um I'm going to go a little less. I'm going to go 713. The answer is Thanks for being so close. The answer is 719. Ooh. Walker got it almost exactly. Wow. Almost, I, I had to keep my face like, oh, I was like, oh, very interesting. <laughs> like, I couldn't say that. Walker was one off. So was it just an error in, in calculation or what? Uh, it was just a, it, it was an estimation, but uh -huh. I knew, I, I could re recall most of the numbers. I There was two of them that I didn't know exactly. So I just estimated around what I thought they were and uh -huh. went with the round number that I knew was, was going to be close. Nice. There you go. So Walker wins this week's trivia. Doesn't uh, he always uh math brain? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Walker scares me sometimes because I'm like, I think it's like 3.7, and Walker's like, no, it's like 2.95. I'm like, Sorry. yeah, like <laughs> it's just how my mind works. I don't know why. Yeah, this election is rigged. Damn it! I I I won this election. <laughs> I won Mike the says, trivia game. Mike. <laughs> Mike says, uh, uh, screw the results. Let's get to the violence or whatever it is Roger Stone said. If you yeah. guys saw that today. <laughs> Anyways, uh, football. Kenneth Walker or Eno Benjamin this week. A lot's been made about how bad the Seattle Seahawks run defense is. Um, 
which is true. They're not good. But the Cardinals also aren't good. They are 22nd in fancy points allowed, but fifth in fancy points per opportunity. Teams just aren't uh, using the running backs very much against them. They are allowing 0.956 fancy points per opportunity, um, which is, again, like I said, fifth. So with two running backs who are getting most of, if not all, the touches for their uh, backfields, are we starting Eno Benjamin or Ken Walker in this one? Uh, Walker, pretty easily, in my opinion. Yeah, I I is even I mean I know and you know it's probably going to be you know Benjamin's backfield but uh, is he even any good? Like um, No, not really. Yeah. So, yeah. I I and I still believe that they will get Keontae Ingram involved in this game. So, I I think that um I think that Benjamin is a guy you're probably playing because he's getting the big role out of a backfield in an offense that can score points, but I don't think he's anything more than an RB2, whereas I think Walker can have an RB1 type week. Yep. Okay. Um, so in this game, uh, we're starting. Uh, are we starting Kyler Murray? Uh, yes, I believe. Yeah. Okay, are we QB started. Five. QB5 for me. Okay, what about Geno Smith? Yes, QB7 mm-hmm. for me. Okay, so we already talked about out the running backs. Uh, Zach Ertz, this is your last chance to play him before DeAndre Hopkins comes back. Uh, Marquise Brown, I would say we start him as well. Yep. Um, what is, what are we doing with the down roster, guys? Um, I mean, you're starting DK Metcalf, I think, as well. Um, anybody else in the receiver rooms? I don't think so. I I, I wouldn't start any of those other guys. Um, I would not start. Uh, I would not start Will Disley. I don't think the role is big enough, really. Okay. Um, it, it depends on what they do with Rondell Moore. Um, if they intentionally try to go to him like they did last week, then obviously he makes it at least a flex spot. But if they continue as they did in the previous games, then obviously he's not a flex spot. Um, it, so it depends on what the Cardinals game plan is and if you want to risk it or not. Okay. So probably not is what I'm hearing. Probably not. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, I have Seattle winning this one. I'm going with Arizona. Forgot who I, I think Arizona. Mike, yeah. you also have Arizona. Yeah. All right. Buffalo and KC. Both teams are four and one. This is a 54 point over under Buffalo three point favorites. Uh, everybody's playing. Dawson Knox is playing. Isaiah McKenzie cleared protocol. Uh, Harrison Butker is back. Um, I'm going to make this really easy on us. Are we starting everybody in this game if we can? Um, most everybody, yeah. I mean, the quarterbacks, obviously, yes. Uh, I'm, you're starting Singletary and Edwards Alaire. You're starting Diggs. You're starting Davis. Um, Casey receivers, I think maybe you avoid just because you're not sure who it's going to be. You know, Juju is getting most targets but they're in the least fantasy relevant areas now he's going to get eight targets and catch five passes for 40 yards and not get targeted in the red zone so chiefs receivers are a risky proposition um isaiah mckenzie you can start in deeper leagues you're starting travis kelsey um and i think dawson knox is a good streamer this week easy enough uh walker's question is will both teams score 30 yes 
yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a lot like how it was in the playoffs where, uh, you know, Chiefs won, what, 42-36 in overtime, mm-hmm. something like that. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a, another shootout. I think that's what these teams produce when they play each other. Yep. Mike, did Walker say anything that you disagree with? No, not not anything I disagree with. No. All right. Um, this is this is the opposite of the uh, sit everybody game. <laughs> yes, very much yeah. so. The start almost everybody game. <laughs> Okay. What, um, what about um, Isaiah McKenzie, um, that situation, that slot situation? Yes, he's play him. In the role. I mean, he's he's not getting, he's not being pushed by uh, by Crowder, you know, and Shakir doesn't play in the slot, so McKenzie's pretty much getting all of those snaps right now. But I think, you know, I don't think he's like in an amazing play, but I think you can throw him in as a flex in a good matchup like this. I think Shakir does play in the slot. He's a slot receiver. He is a slot receiver, but he's the backup to Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't yeah. sure. Where, sorry, I, I I didn't mean to miscast where he was playing. My bad. No, it's good. I was just, you know, with what Mike was saying. Because um, you've got Diggs and uh, Gabe Diggs. Davis on the outside. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, uh, win, lose, or draw. Singletary, Gabe Davis, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um We'll go win Gabe Davis because he's going to have a huge game like last week. Lose Clyde Edwards-Alaire because this Buffalo front will swallow him whole and draw Devin Singletary. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Davis has another another win week. Um, yeah, I'll agree with Jeff. Draw Singletary, loss Edwards-Alaire. Wow, there's another loss for Edwards-Alaire. Um, I don't know if you're going to be able to trade him, but... Um... Singletary win, Davis draw, lost Edward Tiller. Okay. Um, we all have Buffalo winning this one. In a game that we agree will be a high-scoring game, we think Buffalo takes it down. Yep. All right. All right. So the last two games, we got Dallas and Philly. Dallas 4-1, and one, Philly 5-0. and oh. uh, Philly 5-point home favorites, 42.5-point over-under. Uh, injuries none listed for Philly. Everybody who is hurt is back. Boston Scott's coming back. Kenneth Gainwell's coming back. Uh, for Dallas, Dak is in quote regeneration mode, whatever that might be. Uh, Dalton, that's that's what Jerry Jones said. Dalton Short, Schultz, Dalton Shorts is off the injury report with his knee injury. Ceedee Lamb was added with a hip injury uh, late in the week to the injury report. He's questionable. The same thing happened last week with a groin injury. It sounds like he just has a tight situation going on there that he's got to get worked out. Um, Mike, your uh, your big question in this game is, should we start Tony Pollard? And I think that that is a valid question. Uh, the Eagles are, you know, we keep saying this is just what the Eagles do uh, when teams have, when players have a bad game against them. So I think that um, I think we don't start Tony Pollard because I think that it's going to be a bad day for the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I don't think you can play Pollard. I don't think he gets in the end zone, and I don't think the role is big enough consistently to to put up a, a lot of yards against a defense that's this good. Mike, what was your thoughts with the the Tony Pollard thing? Yeah, I was thinking more like it, it, maybe he can sneak in a touchdown. Is he starting to overtake the role of um, Ezekiel Elliott, um, which he definitely should by now. I know that money is is a situational situ- um, there, but Tony Pollard's is outclassed him. Um you know, so might he get more carries, those kind of things. 
I just don't think so. Okay. Um, are we ta- starting Ezekiel Elliott? I mean, you probably would rather not. Um, but if you drafted him, you might not have a better option. Yep. Especially right. where you drafted him. All right. I think, uh, yeah, I think you probably don't want to, but you're stuck. Um, Dalton Schultz, I mean, you're starting him. If he, he's back last week, he had a freak re-injury. He banged knees with somebody. Um, so he's off the injury report. You can be starting him again as you were before. And then um, C.D. Lamb, you're starting. Um, and I don't think anybody else on the Cowboys. No, nobody else on the Cowboys. Yeah, Michael Gallup will have better days ahead, but not in this game. True. All right, for the Eagles, you're starting A.J. Brown. You're starting Jalen Hurts. Has Devonta Smith reached that same tier where you're not putting him on your bench? Not necessarily, but I think you can play him. I mean, I have him wide receiver 27, so I think he's he's probably a guy you're playing in most cases, yeah. Okay. Um, Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's it would be – yeah, I agree with Walker. Absolutely. I was trying to say something different, but it, he covered it pretty well. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. And then um, Dallas, Goddard. D- Dallas Goddard, you're starting Dallas Goddard. Um, you're starting uh, Miles Sanders, running back two or flex? Running back two, solidly. Yeah. I agree. Mike? Yeah, for sure. He, yeah, he's been unstoppable all season. Okay, and then uh, win, lose, or draw, Mike, you have Miles Sanders, um, oh, Ezekiel Elliott, and Devonta Smith. Yeah, I will go with um, a win for Sanders, a draw for Smith, and a loss for Elliott. Um, A win for Devonta Smith, a draw for Sanders, and a loss for Ezekiel Elliott. Gotcha. And you're picking Dallas in this one. I'm picking Philly. I'm all yeah. I'm also picking Philly. Yeah, I, I, I just think this this is a loss for Philadelphia, not because Philadelphia is a lesser team, but because it's a divisional matchup, and they got you know more than likely statistically going to lose sometimes, and this seems just like yeah, that right. game for him. So. Sure. Okay. Uh, last game up is um, Denver two and three, Chargers three and two. Uh, Chargers five point home favorites, 45 and a half point over under Melvin Gordon was limited uh, with back and ribs injuries. Uh, Boone and Russell Wilson were also limited on Thursday, but okay. Friday Keenan Allen might be back with a hamstring injury. Double check on Saturday, but I'm I'm not counting on having Keenan Allen. Like if you have a Josh Palmer or Jerry Judy pivot, I guess you can go for it, but I'm not feeling great about that. Um, Walker wants to know, will Austin Eckler still be RB1 overall after this week? Yeah, I mean, I I have him ranked RB1 this week, so I think he's going to have a really really good game. But it's it's possible that Denver shuts him down as well. Um, I I think that it's really going to go one way or the other. He's going to have a really good game or a really, you know, floor-level game. So you're you're obviously playing Austin Eckler, but I, I just think that they're is possibility for him either to be, you know, running away with RB1 after this week or dropping down maybe even to, like, RB5 area. Mm-hmm. Okay. He is not going to be RB1 after this week because what did we say about Nick Chubb? 
like uh, he's, 200 he's yards full, full and three job. touchdowns. Full yeah. Job, yeah. He is uh, 2.7 points behind Austin Eckler. Wow. Yeah. So Chubb could easily do it. Yeah. I think Chubb will be RB1 after this one. After that, there's a tier. Uh, Saquon Barkley is uh, 10 points behind Eckler, eight points behind Chubb. And then Josh Jacobs, who isn't playing, and then Chris McCaffrey's 20 or 16 and 20 points behind. So he's not likely to jump up. So it uh, looks like Nick Chubb will be the RB1 after this week. Um, for the Chargers, you're starting Eckler, like you said. You're starting Herbert. Are we starting Keenan Allen if he plays? Yes. Uh, yeah, if he plays, yeah, you're playing him. Okay. Are we starting Mike Williams, wide receiver 10 on the air? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. What about Gerald Everett, who struggled last week? Um, I think you can play him tight end nine on the week for me. So I think he's a solid option. Um, like in your case, Jeff, you have those Ertz Everett teams. I would play Ertz, um, but you can play Gerald Everett and feel okay about it. I think. Yeah. I think okay. all these guys are sort of uh, flex options. They're not going to be um, the top players that they are originally ranked. So like Everett's ranked, whatever seventh, I think you said he's not going to finish the week as a tight end seven, he's going to finish more like tight end 14, but he's still flex worthy. Okay. Um, and then, uh, on the Denver side, uh, right. benching rest till further notice, starting Cortland Sutton. Are we starting Jerry Judy? No, uh, you try not to. Yeah. What about Melvin Gordon? Yeah, he, I, he can. I think yeah. you can play him as an RB2, yeah. What about Mike Boone or Latavius Murray? Nope, definitely not on Murray. Uh, Boone, desperation blocks. Okay, sounds good. Who wins this one? Going with the Chargers. I think I'm going with the Chargers as well. Okay, sounds good. So uh, I think that'll do it for this week. Um, we will be back next week uh, on Tuesday to talk uh, these games. And uh, I will be back on Sunday at twitch.tv slash football absurdity to talk the starter set for this week. So for Walker and Mike, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening. Take care and have a good one. Bye. Bye.